Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The only guy that was really drafted as a knuckleballer was Phil Necro. The rest of us were conventional pitchers, infielders, something to keep us in the league at some point. And, you know, for the rest of us, you know, it was it was a blessing to, to be able to throw a knuckleball and make a living with it. I'm just thankful that I was able to spend I mean, 17 of my 19 years here in the historic Fenway Park. On October 1st, 2023, Tim Wakefield, one of the most successful knuckleballers of baseball's modern era, died from a rare and aggressive form of brain cancer at the age of 57. Word of Wakefield's death quickly spread throughout the baseball world as teammates and fans expressed their condolences and mourned the loss of one of the most unique talents to ever take the field. But the news didn't come as a complete shock. Just three days earlier, former Red Sox teammate and 2001 World Series MVP Kurt Schilling revealed to his listeners that Wakefield and his wife Stacy were both battling cancer. She's reportedly suffering from pancreatic cancer, and Wakefield was, as we now know, in the final stages of terminal brain cancer. Here's Schilling on his podcast on September 28th, just three days before Wakefield passed. Tim Wakefield, uh, you know, you remember Tim Wakefield, the, uh, the knuckleballer, um, is uh, sick. And uh, I talked with Doug Mirabelli yesterday, and this is not a message that Tim has asked anyone to share, and I don't even know if he wants it shared. But uh, as a Christian and as a man of faith, I've seen prayer work, and so I'm going to talk about it. But recently, Tim was diagnosed with a very serious, very aggressive form of brain cancer. Schilling has been a controversial figure in baseball since his retirement in 2009 espousing provocative positions, getting into extended social media debates over creationism and evolutionary theory, and even reposting anti-Semitic tweets. But even for him, this was pretty despicable conduct, especially in light of the fact that he essentially admitted that he hadn't bothered to get permission from the Wakefields because he selfishly felt it incumbent upon him as a Christian to reveal their medical condition and call for people to pray for them. By all accounts, they were choosing to handle the matter privately, in fact, the Red Sox released a statement about the Wakefields to manage the inpouring of concern after Schilling's podcast made headlines, saying, quote, their health is a deeply personal matter they intended to keep private as they navigate treatment and work to tackle this disease. Tim and Stacy are appreciative of the support and love that has always been extended to them and respectfully ask for privacy at this time. It's unfortunate that Kurt Schilling's grossly insensitive move on his podcast became the last moment Tim Wakefield made headlines before he passed, because his unlikely career in Major League Baseball deserved better than this. After initially being drafted by the Pirates as a first baseman in the 1988 draft, Wakefield was told that he'd never make it out of double-A ball as a position player, but desperately wanted to stay in the game. Hearing the news that he'd never make the bigs, Wakefield said, quote, I just want to be able to say I tried everything I could to make it. So the 22-year-old got to work on developing a knuckleball one of the most unpredictable pitches in the game that has attained almost mythical status among the coveted handful of players who can master the pitch. And everything started to click. He burst onto the scene in 1992 and won both of his starts against Braves star Tom Glavin in the National League Championship Series, tossing two complete games in the process and helping to stretch the series to seven games. But the knuckleball is a fickle beast to master, 
and Wakefield opened the following season by walking nine batters on opening day and was traded to the Red Sox after posting a 6-11 record with a 5.61 ERA. In Boston, Wakefield turned things around by working with two legends of the knuckleball, Phil and Joe Necro, who combined for 539 wins over their lengthy 20-plus year careers. There would be ups and downs along the way. He led the league in hitting batters in 1997 and 2001 and gave up a game-winning home run in Game 7 of the 2003 ALCS to the Yankees' Aaron Boone. But Wakefield continued to piece together an amazing career and ended up becoming a critical piece of the Red Sox team that broke the curse of the Bambino when it finally won the 2004 World Series. In the end, Wakefield tallied 200 wins, nearly 2,200 strikeouts, and holds the Red Sox record with more than 3,000 innings pitched over his 19-year career. Not too shabby for an eighth-round pick who was selected for his hitting and fielding potential. I'm Derek Kaufman. I'm Jason Beckerman. And this is a special episode of Last Days, Tim Wakefield. The response to the news of Tim Wakefield's death was immediate and heartfelt, underscoring just how beloved he was in the sport and beyond. Derek, we talk about it all the time. You can tell by the outpouring of support how much people really like somebody. There's always going to be nice things said about people in their deaths, but... It has been an absolute onslaught of information, people coming out, tweeting, going on social media, speaking publicly at microphones about how much they love this guy. He was not difficult to like. He wasn't a controversial figure. He never said outlandish things. He played the game professionally and was beloved in the clubhouse. So the outpouring was really consistent with that. Yeah, there was a moment of silence before the Red uh, Sox-Baltimore Orioles game on Sunday when many fans at the ballpark first learned of the news. Tim Wakefield embodied true goodness a devoted husband, father, teammate, beloved broadcaster, and the ultimate community leader. He gave so much to this game and all of Red Sox Nation. The Orioles joined the Red Sox in sending our love to Stacy, Trevor, Brianna, and the Wakefield family. At this time, we ask that you please join us in a moment of silence as we remember Tim Wakefield. Red Sox legend David Ortiz said, quote, I can't describe what you meant to me and my family. My heart is broken right now because I will never be able to replace a brother and a friend like you. It's important their relationship really blossomed. Remember, David Ortiz was shot when he was in the Dominican Republic a few years back. And Wakefield was one of the major league players who really came forward and stood up for the Ortiz family and was speaking so highly of David Ortiz. And this was obviously, Ortiz was as stunned as anybody was by what had happened. It was clear he saw baseball as a true fraternity, a brotherhood. Right. And, and it's old fashioned in his way. There's a lot of stars athletes who are all about themselves. Tim Wakefield was a guy who just wanted to be on a team, and it was very clear. Right. Pedro Martinez, who was sort of on the opposite end of the baseball spectrum from Wakefield. Wakefield was a journeyman most of his career. He had some good seasons, some not so good seasons, but he's in a, you know an everyday sort of journeyman player. Like a knuckleballer. His right. career fluttered around. He played with Pedro Martinez, who was arguably one of the five greatest pitchers of all time and had a run during those same championship series teams that the Red Sox were on, that Wakefield was on. Uh, that they were sort of the the opposite ends. Pedro was the number one, and Pedro and, and uh, a Tim lightning Wakefield. rod for controversy. Right. He threw you know Yankees coaches to the ground oh, yes. and so forth. So he uh, he said about Wakefield, I don't have words. We were together a week ago, and I so look forward to being here for you on this stretch. I will miss you, my teammate. My heart hurts. Former teammate Alex Cora was shocked and saddened by the loss, saying, "Quote: I saw him September fourteenth." We went to my office and he was having this thing the next day and he was just a regular guy talking to me, talking about baseball. He said, I'll be fine and I'm going to be fine. Even Boston Mayor Michelle Wu weighed in on the passing of the Red Sox legend, tweeting, quote, Boston City Hall is lit in Red Sox colors tonight in honor of Tim Wakefield and all that he contributed to this team 
in our city. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back and their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless from researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience. Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. You know, Jason, the, the comment that struck me the most, Alex Cora is not the biggest uh, sort of name in this Red Sox lore at all, although he did become a coach and he's been sort of in the controversial, controversial. Right, right. he's been controversial on his own right with the cheating scandals but his quote shocked me he was dealing with the raw emotion of the shock of this you yes. know uh, you know they were handling it so privately before the shilling matter that he wasn't a guy who was out there looking for sympathy he wasn't talking openly about this and he said he saw him and they had a sort of a normal conversation and then to learn that he had passed just a few days later was really shocking I just want to circle back to Sir shilling for a second so this is a podcast about tim wakefield and honoring tim wakefield but I don't want to let the Schilling thing go too quickly. He was well known during his days in the league as a total prick. Yeah. And he was the one, this Red Sox team was famously tight. They loved each other, except for Kurt Schilling, who nobody has ever really liked. And he has been, you said he was controversial at the beginning. I, I, I think that's too generous, generous to Kurt Schilling. He's a guy that nobody likes. Yeah. And for him to have this information, which he learned throughout the Red Sox, through the Red Sox fraternity, through his connections in the Red Sox fraternity, how sick Wakefield was, and then to claim as a Christian that he has an obligation to reveal his secrets to the public, despite the fact the Wakefields clearly did not want them to, to be disclosed, is is maddening, it's selfish, it's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, I, I'm i not one for, like, sort of harsh words mostly, but I, I do, I find that conduct despicable. I yeah. think that's the best word I can use to describe it, to to openly admit that the family wanted privacy, that they probably wouldn't want it, but feel it incumbent upon yourself to go on a podcast, no less. Yes. Not, not, not quietly pray for the Wakefield family, but to go on a podcast and spread it far and wide against their wishes, It's it's just horrendous to me. Even putting aside Tim Wakefield's career accolades, as I mentioned, he won 200 games behind only Roger Clemens and Cy Young on the Red Sox all-time list, compiled nearly 2,200 strikeouts, won two World Series, was an All-Star in 2009, and was inducted into the Boston Red Sox Hall of Fame as the team's third winningest pitcher of all time. Wakefield will perhaps be remembered as one of the good guys of the sport, and I think that's his enduring legacy. 
This was a guy, Jason, and, and this has been thrown out a couple times since his passing. He was nominated eight times for the Roberto Clemente Award, which is given to the player who best reflects the spirit of giving back to the community. He ended up winning the award in 2010, but I thought that was absolutely staggering and really speaks highly of his character because right. that's an award. It, look, it's not the Cy Young Award. It's not the MVP, but it is a known award. It's, yeah. a, it's a coveted award by a lot of people in the sport, and to be up for it eight times shows that he was doing this consistently over his career. He wasn't just trying to yeah, grab but, the award once. It explains why the outpouring of support has been what it has been, right? People have said yeah. some nice things about him because he was just a great guy. Yeah. yeah. He was an evangelical Christian himself. He partnered with the Franciscan Hospital for Children in Boston and used to bring patients to Fenway Park to share time with him on and off the field. He hosted an annual charity celebrity golf tournament for 18 years. Uh, he started a charity wine called Caber Knuckle in 2007 and donated 100% of the proceeds to New England's Pitching In for Kids organization that was dedicated to improving the lives of kids in New England. Uh, the wine raised more than 100 grand. All of it went to charity. In 2013, the Red Sox named Wakefield the honorary chairman of the Red Sox Foundation, which is the charitable arm of the team. And that furthered his charitable efforts through fundraising, community service days, and personal visits. Tim Wakefield will not soon be forgotten. Baseball is a game built on a rich history, and Tim Wakefield, whose flutteringly perfect knuckleball created some of the most indelible moments on the field, is a big part of that history, and his tireless philanthropic efforts off the field should be a big part of that legacy. His tragic passing at the age of just 57 prompted one of his former teammates, Kevin Millar, to sum it all up perfectly. So I wanted to give him the final word on one of his good friends, number 49, Tim Wakefield. He said, quote, Sometimes life doesn't make sense number 49, but I thank you for all and thank you for being an amazing teammate, husband, and father. You will be missed, my brother. 